Well, it's only a little short passage, salt and light, but there's a lot in it. And um, these words can be very um, confronting or challenging for us who would um, profess to be God's children. It's all part of what they call the, the Sermon on the Mount, and over the next couple of weeks, the, the, whose preaching will be doing other little bits of passages uh, from the Sermon on the Mount and uh, before we get into the regular stuff later on in the, in the year. But this Sermon on the Mount is um, a teaching of Jesus as he gathered the crowd together and they'd seen him and they were just really wanting to listen to what he had to say. I think it's more important though that they wanted to get together with him just in case he might do some more miracles because that's what was attracting them. They were watching him heal people and all those things. And, but that's all they saw. So they didn't understand what it was all about. So he sat them down, he sat down and he taught them. He opens the, this what we call the Sermon on the Mount, teaching the people that those who would be his true followers and it flows through to you and I as well, that we will be truly blessed from God, blessed by our God as we live our lives for him, blessed with the rewards, standing firm. But notice as uh, Jesus says, blessed are those who are this and that. It's all about spiritual stuff. It's all about blessings beyond daily life. And all those who are God's children, we will enjoy them. We have so much to look forward to. But then he moves on. And some people don't like the Sermon on the Mount because it confronts us. It tells us different things like, well, do you really want us to do that, God? We like to look for the optional extras. But these are the teachings of Jesus. And so we come to this passage today. Only a few verses about salt and light. But these verses, we have to be able to consider them, they are important. And these verses show us that to you and I, we are important to God because of this wonderful relationship that we have with him. We are an important part, you and I, of his plans. We're told we're workers in the vineyard, we're in the harvest field, all those analogies. But you and I, as his children, are part of his plan. And so this is why he can say to us these verses, these words in Matthew 5. You are the salt. You are the light of the earth. Definite. There's no opt-out clause. Jesus doesn't say to us, uh, you know, you, some days you can be, and some days you don't have to worry about it. 
It's not what the passage says. You are, every single day of your Christian walk with Jesus, you are salt and you are the light. Every single one of us. You. You are. You are salt and you are light. And this is what God requires of us, to be salt. It says in verse 13, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. In those days, they didn't have your modern fridge where you could even walk up to it and put a glass there and get a nice glass of ice cold water or get the ice cubes. I can never work that. Ice cubes never sort of came out for me. But they didn't have them in those days. They had to use the salt to preserve things. And that's what it was for. And they would rub it on the meat, especially to preserve it, to make it last a little bit longer. But that salt that they used wasn't the same quality that we get today. That salt, if you've heard of the Dead Sea, that's where they got it from. I don't think I'd like to use it. But that's where they got it from. And so it deteriorated over time. Hence Jesus' reference, you could lose your saltiness. But the meat had the salt rubbed on it. The salt would penetrate into the meat and would work to preserve it. So you are salt. You are the part that works, dare we say, invisibly or behind the scenes. You have that influence on people as salt does, preserving, having an effect that only you, as one of God's children, can have. So you are the salt. And it's what we are all to be. We are challenged to make a difference in this sinful world in which we live. So we are the salt of the earth. But how do we do it? How? You don't get rubbed on to somebody? Colossians 4 verse 6. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Salt works consistently and almost invisibly. So your lives are full of grace, seasoned with salt, working for King Jesus. But how? How can you be working behind the scenes? You're probably doing it already. How many of you are praying for other people? How many of you know non-Christian friends and you pray for them? You don't tell them about it, but you pray for them continually. You lift these people up before the Lord. 
You are salt, working invisibly. You are salt being used by God to lift these people up before God. Our prayers can be that salt. Pray for those who are sick. Pray for those who are struggling. You might not tell them, but you are invisibly working, working for God, working for his glory and living your life as well. Being consistent. It's being you, one of God's children. Working quietly. Everyone else falls apart about you. But almost invisibly, you are just there. To be there when somebody needs you. When they come in contact with you. Your faith, your faith, your trust and commitment to God rubs off on them. Why are you so different? How come you can handle that and I can't? Salt in the world. But we need to be careful as well. We are the salt of the world. But we can lose our saltiness. We can get caught up in accepting the things of the world. The temptation is to just go with the flow, go with what everybody else is doing, accepting the standards of this sinful world. That's the danger. So we need to be very careful. To avoid that danger, you need to spend time with God. You need to spend time reading the word by yourself or in growth groups or Bible studies, whatever you want to call them. Getting together to encourage each other, to be refreshed and strengthened so you will not lose your saltiness. You will be effective. You will be able to be used by God. Because he wants to use you. He wants to use each and every one of us as the salt of the earth. So salt works in, can work invisibly through your prayer times, that powerful weapon of prayer. But then Jesus turns around and says, well, you can't always hide. You can't always be working behind the scenes because, as verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. Again, you are. Not maybe, not sometimes, but always. You are the light of the world. Visible. Visible because of your and my, our relationship with King Jesus. People need to see us clearly for it, with our faith. How we live our lives, how we talk, everything we do and say, everything sometimes we don't do or say. Verse 16 says, in the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. 
Again, no opt-out. But we like to think, no, hang on. I can't be the light of the world. I can't do that. Because the Bible says that's Jesus' job. And true, he is the light of the world. He has come to bring light from the darkness of sin. John 1, he is the light of the world. But he wants us to shine, to be that light shining in the darkness. You are the light of the world. Again, how can you do it? He's the light, but he wants us to be the light as well. Again, we have to stay connected to him. A very similar analogy is in John 15, where Jesus talks about us bearing fruit and how as branches we are attached to the vine. Well, that's how this one works too. As the light of the world, we are attached to King Jesus through our faith, through our beautiful, wonderful relationship with him. As John 15 says, apart from, Jesus said these words, apart from me, you can do nothing. Our light won't shine unless we are connected to King Jesus. He is the power supply for our lives. He is always there. We must remain connected to him. And you know what? You won't have a blackout either because his power source is always there for us. He doesn't wander off and, oh, I don't worry about you today. He is always there as our power source. Hence he wants us to shine Shine as lights in the darkness of this world. And if you're connected to Jesus, you shine, the light is shining, you can't hide it. As he says, you, you don't hide it. People need to see it. Now one of the oh, how you drive to, to Brisbane and you and you're driving home at night. Oh, I'm never going to get there, never going to get there. And then suddenly you look up and you can just see the lights of Toowoomba on the top of the hill. Isn't that a great relief? You're almost out of the big smoke and back into reality. But you see those faint lights on the top of the hill. Well, that's you. That's me. Lights shining for God. People can see you. It's really disappointing, isn't it, when you come out of Brisbane and it's raining all the way and you can't see the lights? You're not even sure where you are. But as soon as you see those lights, you know. Well, as people see you and your light shining, they know who you are. You can shine, speaking out, living your lives for the glory of God. Let others see you, listen to you, how you react, how you respond. 
and how then you can have the opportunities to share the truth about King Jesus. People will watch you. Not because you come to DPC, but because you are a child of God. You are a Christian. They know who you are. There's a beautiful little story of a, a boy who was watching his father. His father was a Christian. And dad was building stuff out of wood. And dad was getting really stuck into it. The saws were going, the hammers were going, nails were flying everywhere, still not going into the wood, but they were working. He was banging away. His son was watching him and dad thought, oh, wow, this is exciting. You know, you see, dad, you, you, your boy watches you or your daughter. Some of them are pretty good at it too. They, watch, they want to learn from you. Oh, this, they're watching me work. Don't make a mistake. They're watching and, they're, and, you, and dad said to this young fella, oh, are you trying to pick up some tips to learn what I'm doing? And his son said, no, dad. I'm just waiting for you to hit your thumb with a hammer and then I'll hear you what you're going to do. He was watching and waiting to see if his light was going to keep shining in all circumstances. You cannot hide your light once you're connected to Jesus. And he will help you through the Holy Spirit to stand firm to resist the temptations of this evil world. So, hooked up to Jesus, power supply never goes away. Your light will always be shining. So don't try and hide it. You need to be seen. Seen very clearly as one of God's children. And Jesus tells us why. In these few verses, it's not about you, it's not about me, whether we are are being the salt of the earth or whether we're being that light consistently shining for Jesus. It is all about giving the glory to God. He gets the praise. He gets the glory. As that hymn goes to God with the glory, great things he has done, That's what it's all about. He gets the glory. And people might then say to you, well, why are you so strange? Because you don't use swear words. You don't do sinful things. Why are you different? Why can you face adversity when everyone else is falling down around you? then you can give the glory to God. Then you can praise our Heavenly Father and say, I'm hooked up to the power of Jesus. I'm one of God's children. Would you like to know about him as well? God is in control. We're not getting the praise. It is the praise that goes to our Heavenly Father. That's what it says in verse 16 over in 1 Peter. It says exactly the same thing in 1 Peter 2. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in this world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Here comes the challenge. 
live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. It is all about glory to God. Over in the next chapter in 1 Peter 3, Peter also um, talks about our good behaviour in Christ. That's the impact that we all should have. So that the people praise your Father in heaven. They will see how you live for the glory of God. And then you can explain. Tell the reason for your hope in King Jesus. As someone once wisely said, let your actions speak louder than your words. Are you working? Are you working like salt, quietly, deeply, prayerfully, where God has placed you? Are you shining brightly as light, connected to the full eternal power of Christ? We should be. We should be as we live out our faith in the risen Lord Jesus. God wants us to make a difference in this world. As you and I, we stand up for the truth. Let God be glorified in all that we do and say. And quite often, what actually we sometimes do not do, it's our total life. It's not easy. Jesus doesn't say it, it is easy. In fact, he never says it's easy. But he does say, trust him. It is our work for the risen Lord. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Hooked up to the power of Jesus. Why? Because you are an important part of God's plan. You and I, we are the workers in the harvest field. We are the ones who will share that powerful message. We can tell people of his grace and his love shown through our Saviour Jesus. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And as he confronts us in the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. You are an important part of God's plan as you work for him. Let's just bow our heads in prayer. Let's pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you trust us. You trust us to be working for you. You equip us to be salt in this earth. You equip us to be the light shining in the darkness. 
Heavenly Father, help each one of us to stay connected to the power of Jesus. For he is the source of our light, our brightness in the dark world. But he is also the one who is the source of our salt. The one who keeps us salty in this world. Effectively being able to be used by you for your glory. So Heavenly Father, help us each one to live our lives for you and take the opportunities to share the hope that we have in King Jesus. Most of all, may all the glory and the praise be unto you, our Abba Father. Just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.